It's a sobering statistic that 24% of our country is now comprised of ex-Catholics. It's now one of the largest religious groups in America. Half of American Catholics will leave the church at some point in their life. 80% of that number will leave before age 23. There are many people who think that religion, and especially our Catholic faith, has nothing to offer to our lives. And so many try to diagnose the problem or the reasons why. But I think it comes down to one, one, one real problem. So we have many people who have been catechized, but not evangelized. Many people who have been taught the faith or some version of the faith, who've checked a lot of Catholic boxes, but maybe haven't been taught the full extent. And God doesn't play a meaningful role in their lives And they haven't really had a personal encounter with the person of Jesus Christ. Many of these people who fit this category might be weekly mass goers. Uh, I know there's a number of people in the country just on the whole who sometimes feel they go just because of obligation. uh, But lacking that personal and intimate, meaningful and profound encounter with the living God. And yet, brothers and sisters, this is precisely... Precisely what we must do as a church, and precisely what occurs in our gospel and in this feast we celebrate today. If we want an example of what an encounter with God looks like, we can look to the Magi who came to meet the newborn Christ. These were men who left their country, which was modern-day Iran or Iraq, and men who followed a star towards something that they did not fully understand. At the onset. But after this encounter, their life was changed. And it took a lot for these men, these wise men, to look at that manger scene and to see in that manger scene the face of God himself. St. Augustine commenting on this feast, he says, no other king born in Judah had ever been given such adoration. Yet his age does not attract human flattery. His limbs were not robed in purple. His brow was not crowned with diamonds. No pompous train, no army, no glorious fame of battles. These things did not attract the Magi. It was something far deeper. They looked into the eyes of that little baby in Bethlehem and saw in that baby the face of God and the face of love. Again, as Augustine further says, there, lie, there lay in that manger a boy, newly born, of infantile size, of pitiable poverty. But in that small infant lay hid something great, which these men came to see. That is who they beheld when they looked at that manger. And in that moment of encounter, their lives were truly changed. And these men did not come on this journey knowing everything. After all, they went to Jerusalem first, thinking that Jesus would be born there. They knew that there would be a newborn king of the Jews, but again, they came to the royal city, the place where people would initially think that a savior would be born. They went there first, and after realizing he wasn't there, they kept seeking. They kept listening to the voice of God, guided by that star to Bethlehem. And when they arrived, they did homage to that little child, giving him those wonderful gifts of gold, 
honoring Jesus' kingship, frankincense, honoring his divinity, and myrrh, foreshadowing his eventual death. In those gifts, we see that the Magi beheld the God of the universe in that little child. They had a legitimate encounter with the living God. And after this beautiful moment of encounter, this meeting, this journey that had led to this profound meeting between God and these wise men, it led to a complete change in their life. Perhaps my favorite detail about this entire story of the Magi is that they did not go back to their home country the same way. That wasn't just to avoid King Herod and his murderous thoughts. It was as if it was impossible for these men to return home the way they came. St. Gregory the Great says, Our country of paradise, we cannot return the way we came. We left that country by pride and disobedience. We must return by repentance and obedience. Again, these men, their lives were changed. They could not go back the way they came. Their lives could never be the same, having encountered the newborn king in Bethlehem. I spent this past week, brothers and sisters, uh, at downtown for the most part with 17,000 college kids at the Dome and the Convention Center, uh, at the SEEK conference put on by the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And I have to be honest, it was the, one of the most incredible weeks I've had in a while. And college students offer such a unique perspective uh, to the world. They've, having grown up as Generation Z and seeking meaning and purpose and causes greater than themselves. And I would argue that 17,000 of them saw that and encountered God this week at that conference, the God of truth and goodness and beauty. They encountered God in the truths of our Catholic faith. Yes, even the difficult ones. Standing up for things like life, marriage, and Christian anthropology. They encountered our God in his goodness, the goodness of a God who seeks us when we are lost and heals us when we are broken. And they also encountered a God who is beautiful, through the beauty of worship that lifts the heart and mind to God, praying in serenity and silence to hear the voice of the Father. In many ways, brothers and sisters, I saw a lot of the magi and the people I spent this week with. Those who were searching, seeking, longing for deeper things, but finding it in Christ and him alone. And it is so true, brothers and sisters, that when we encounter Christ, everything changes. We have a love of God that now inspires everything that we do. It imbues our lives with the gospel as the animating principle of our lives themselves. And so when we have had this encounter with Christ, brothers and sisters, it is incumbent upon us to in then turn, give it to others. To not just be disciples, but disciples on mission. And I would argue that these wise men would then give that gift that they had received of God to others. They were the first evangelists, so to speak. The first missionary disciples to the world. And we are called to do the same. And our missionary activity, I would argue, brothers and sisters, shouldn't just be to get people into our pews. It should be to get the people who are already in our pews to go even deeper. So that all of us can reach out to our families, siblings, nieces, nephews, who might not be practicing the faith. And those magi were the very first missionary disciples to not just 
live the faith themselves, but share it with others. So let us pray on this epiphany and reflect on the encounter that these men had with the newborn Christ. And let us maybe with them journey to Bethlehem from where we are to where we need to be. And may this Mass itself be an encounter with the living God who came into the world at Christmas, makes his dwelling with us as a human race, and seeks to dwell in our hearts too.